Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 994, and we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 22 through 26. Let's read the passage. As they were eating, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark's given us this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. Began with the Galilean ministry, Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing, then a short Gentile ministry, then they journeyed to Jerusalem. Now they're in Jerusalem for the final week of Jesus' life. Sunday was the triumphal entry, Monday the cleansing of the temple, Tuesday the challenges at the temple, the Olivet Discourse, Wednesday the plot to kill Jesus, and the anointing at Bethany, then Thursday. Judas conspiring with the religious leaders and preparing for the Passover meal. Now, Thursday evening, they're at the Passover meal, the Last Supper. And he had just announced that one of them would betray him. So we're still at the Last Supper, the Passover meal, Thursday evening. We pick it up in Mark 14, verse 22. As they were eating, he took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to them and said, Take it. This is my body. Now, remember, this is the Passover meal. Now, this is the institution of the Lord's Supper, but it's in the context of the Passover meal. So to really understand the Lord's Supper, we have to understand something of the Passover meal. And last time I went through a a quick overview of the Passover meal, it's very scripted. You're supposed to say certain things at certain times. The head of the family has things to say. Then the son says, why is this night different from the others? And then he launches into an explanation of the Exodus event, God rescuing his people from Egypt. And all this is pointing to God's rescuing of his people. You have the unleavened bread and you have the four cups of wine. So at one point, the head of the household lifts the platter of bread and says, This is the bread of affliction, which our father ate in the land of Egypt. Let everyone who hungers come and eat. Let everyone who is needy come and eat the Passover meal. Then he would have the blessing of the bread. And Jesus would say something like, Praised be thou, O Lord, sovereign of the world, who causes bread to come forth from the earth. Then all the others would say, Amen. Then he would break the bread into pieces, and then each piece would get passed hand to hand until each person had a piece. And and that was part of the ceremony of Passover meal. So it's not so much the breaking of the, sometimes we'll put an emphasis on the breaking of the bread. That's the distribution of the bread. And it's during this distribution of the bread that Jesus says, take it, this is my body. Now, everything stands for something. In the Passover meal. The bitter herbs stand for the bitterness of slavery. The stewed fruit looks like clay, stands for the making bricks as slaves, 
the Paschal Lamb, stands for God's passing over Israel in the plague of death. That's why it's called the Passover meal. And so everything stands for something. So when Jesus says, the bread stands for my body, that goes right along with the whole symbology of the Passover meal. Now, what's it mean? This is my body. Well, the best understanding is he's saying that Jesus will be with his people. We can depend on his abiding presence with us. Verse 23, then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. So following the main part of the meal, back to the script, Jesus would say, speak praises to whom belong what we have eaten. Then the others would say, praised be our God for the food we have eaten. Then Jesus would take the third cup, and he would say, May the all-merciful one make us worthy of the days of the Messiah and of the life of the world to come. He brings the salvation of his king. He shows covenant faithfulness to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forever. He makes peace in his heavenly places. May he secure peace for us and for all Israel and say you, Amen. Everybody would say, Amen. Then he passed the third cup. And so that's Verse 23, then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. Verse 24, he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. So, in this discussion about the coming Messiah, the third cup, he makes this comment about the blood of the covenant. Now, this is the language of Exodus 24. When you're talking covenant, you're talking blood of the covenant, You've got to go to Exodus 24, the initial ratification of God's covenant by the people. So Exodus 24, starting in verse 1. Then he said to Moses, Go up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of Israel's elders, and bow in worship at a distance. Moses alone is to approach the Lord, but the others are not to approach, and the people are not to go up with him. Moses came and told the people all the commands of the Lord and all the ordinances. Then all the people responded with a single voice. We will do everything that the Lord has commanded. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early the next morning and set up an altar and twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel at the base of the mountain. Then he sent out young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half the blood and set it in basins. The other half of the blood he splattered on the altar. Then he took the covenant scroll and read it aloud to the people. They responded, We will do and obey all that the Lord has commanded. Moses took the blood, spattered it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Right there we see, in the ratification of the covenant with God, the Mosaic covenant, the covenant at Mount Sinai. This is the blood of the covenant. Now, Jesus is saying, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Now, he's talking about the new covenant. So if we then look to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, Verses 31 to 33. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. 
but I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, the covenant they broke, even though I had married them, the Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, the Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So Jeremiah talks about the coming new covenant. So when Jesus says, this is my blood of the covenant, the blood of the covenant is the ratification of the covenant. His blood is about to be spilled out as he's executed and inaugurating the new covenant poured out for many, meaning all who will come by faith. Verse 25, truly I tell you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. There's a lot of debate about this. What's he talking about? Is he saying, I'm not going to drink anything until after the resurrection? He's saying, I'm not going to drink anything until the inauguration of the kingdom. What is he saying? I think the best way to understand this is within the context of the Passover meal. Because what's still to happen? The fourth cup. And so some say what he's doing here is he's saying, I'm not drinking the fourth cup. I won't drink the fourth cup until the marriage banquet in heaven. Because the understanding of the cups, the way they understood it was in light of Exodus 6, 6 through 7, where God says to Moses, Therefore tell the Israelites, I am Yahweh, and I will deliver you from the forced labor of the Egyptians and free you from slavery from them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am Yahweh your God, who delivered you from the forced labor of the Egyptians. There's four pieces of that. And their interpretation of the cups was each of those four promises there. One, I will bring you out. Two, I will rid you of their bondage. Three, I will redeem you. Four, I will take you for my people and I will be your God. And so some understand this. What he's saying here is I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. The fruit of the vine is specifically, not just saying wine, but specifically the festival cup. And he's abstaining from the fourth cup, which is understood to be this, I will take you for my people and I will be your God. And Jesus will say, I'm going to drink this cup at the messianic banquet in the age to come. The marriage feast of the Lamb we see in Revelation 19. Now, is that exactly what he means? I don't know, but I, I like that interpretation this idea that he's saying, we'll finish this in heaven because he's reinterpreting the whole idea of Passover. It's not just God redeeming his people, rescuing them from slavery in Egypt. We're now entering the new covenant. God redeeming his people, rescuing them from slavery to sin and bringing them not to the promised land of Israel, but to the promised kingdom of God. Then verse 26, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So singing a hymn was probably Psalm 118. That's what you're saying at the end of the Passover meal. 
So here we have the giving of the Lord's Supper, but it's given in the context of the Passover meal. Everything is symbolic. Everything stands for something. And so here he's adding some interpretation. The bread, that stands for his abiding presence. And the wine, it stands for his sacrifice, which is inaugurating the new covenant. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.